0: Hey, this is Tom Gray. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. This is for our episode to be released on Tuesday, October the 18th, 2022. And we really wanna pick this conversation up, pick this revolution up where we left it off last week. And so I painted a picture for you uh, as you are listening to really what is true of all of our lives and what is true of every organization we were a part of, including our society, our nation, uh, any group, any team or, or business. And that is that it, that it works like, if you want to visualize it, it works like a tree. And I, uh, I if you following on our YouTube uh, channel, you can see uh, the video of me recording this podcast, including the visual um, of the tree itself. The tree with four main parts, the roots and the root system. And the root system is really everything. You know, you can have a, a dead tree standing where it has died from the inside out, and it's just waiting for a strong wind to reveal that it is dead. But, uh, but a living tree depends on its roots, healthy roots, and those are our beliefs. And everything we do comes out ultimately of our beliefs, a belief or a combination of beliefs. That combination is what we often call a worldview, a belief system. Um, and that feeds the trunk out of which everything above ground uh, expresses itself and and finds its vitality and it, its life and A way to think about that is that the trunk for us is those beliefs distilled down into principles translated you know belief statements translated into action statements for how we then. Um, filter through the opportunities and the responsibilities that define our lives or our organizations and then that that leads into the branches and the branches really are the actions any kind of action it could be, be words it could be ideas it could be um, you know uh, just just what we do or uh, what we put into practice and then of course the the, the leaves or the other forms of fruit <laughs> that come at the tips of the branches uh, those are the consequences or the the outcomes. That's, that's what our actions, what our words, that's what they produce. It's what we get for what we do. And so this is how life works. It's very simple. And then we just left it off by way of reminder saying, well then if this is the way it works, down here at the bottom for us, our beliefs, are core, and I'm gonna show you in a couple of weeks just, you know, a lot of the highest performing organizations, they really understand that. And you go into their, um, you know, kind of, the way they articulate their core values, the way they articulate the identity of their organization, the purpose of their organization—they actually use the word beliefs. Uh, we've got a great healthcare organization here in the metro Atlanta, the you know in the state of Georgia called Wellstar, and I see some of their trucks driving around, and the, their trucks just say right on them, "We believe," you know, and so they. They write out what they're committed to. They write out who they are. They write out what um, forms everything that sprouts from, you know, the root system. Uh, they write out uh, the statements of the roots. You know, statements of the root system. They write we and they use the words we believe. We believe this. You know, therefore we do this. You know, so, um, and so that's kind of what we. I, I hope you agree with that. I hope you can see it. I, I don't think it's even, uh, you know, uh, not much of an argument. Uh, around just an, uh, an honest, objective uh, observation of how, how life works, how how things work. I think it's, it's reality. And so we just said, well, if that is true, man, what in the world are we thinking if we don't intentionally go after asking the questions and researching to the extent that it's needed to be researched, uh, you know, coming to those conclusions intentionally about what we believe? So what are the statements of belief that are going to define us, that we, that we believe reflect what's true, that we believe reflect what's best. And then, man, let's live intentionally out of those. Let's not just absorb the default settings of the era in history we lived or the place, you know, culturally that we came from or, or, or those other kind of things that we haven't bothered to question or, or look into. And so uh, I set that up, and so I'm hoping that you have said, yes, you know, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to go after it. And I want to alleviate some of the stress that might even uh, create by saying, oh, that feels like a very long or hard process. Mm, Let me help, basically. And so today I'm going to take it a step further. If you are going to commit to intentionally uh, defining those belief statements, those uh, core pieces of what make you who you are and what what, would affect everything about your life, um, then let me help you kind of frame up your investigation and the intentional pursuit that you're going to make to that. So here are, let me, let me give it give it to you. There are four core questions that you want to begin pursuing answers to. And then there are two tests that you can apply to analyze the different answers available to those four questions. Does that make sense? Now, this is not original or new with me I don't even know where it ultimately originates it's brilliant thinking it, it you're gonna see it makes sense it's just simple and uh, comprehensive at the same time I heard uh, a great exposition on these things by the great thinker uh, had rough stuff happen at the end of his life but a brilliant high-impact life, Ravi Zacharias, is where I heard it. I don't know if it's original to him, but, but it's brilliant. And he's dead on, and I think you won't have to research much to, to believe this uh, or to agree with this, whether you research just your own heart and life or uh, people, hu- human beings in any culture, any time, any place on the planet. And basically, here are the four core critical beliefs our questions as we form uh, intentionally embrace a belief system, uh, and these are the four questions. Amazingly, that everybody's asking, and I've had the privilege to go all over the world, meet people all different, radically divergent kinds of cultures and uh, economic levels, uh, education levels, culture—you uh, know—radically different cultural, um, you know, traits, uh, radically different. Uh, histories of their nations or their people groups or their tribes, whatever the case is. And every human heart is asking these four questions, which I think is a tip on some evidence we need to deal with as we as we do this process, engage in this process intentionally. So here, here are the four questions. If you're on our, our uh, you know, YouTube channel, I'm, I'll hold up a piece of paper with these so you can see them. But everybody's asking these four. The, the question of origin. And so the question is, where did I come from or where did we come from? Uh, Everybody's, you know, you don't have to teach children in kindergarten to start asking that. It's built into the DNA of humanity. We are very curious about this. How did we get here? I mean, what's the explanation? So what do you believe about origin? Second is purpose. You know, the naturally flowing second question out of how do we get here is why are we here? Is there a purpose to my existence? Individually, and remember, we're leading this revolution of souls and society. Is there a purpose to me individually? Is there a purpose to us collectively as a humanity? The third is morality. We're all asking that. Um, and maybe you prefer the word justice. You know, is there something that's right and wrong? Is there something that's um, that we ought to, especially me individually, as I think about my own belief systems and practices, those principles, as I, I what actions will I take or not take? Is there some I shouldn't take and should take? Is there some, you know, um, and of course that that applies individually, but it really applies societally. Are there things as we come together as human beings that we ought to restrict or prohibit? Are there things we ought to promote, you know, right and wrong, basically? We're all asking those questions. And then the final one is destiny. Where does this all end? Where are we going? Is, Of course, that can flow out of purpose, too. Is there a purpose for it all? Is there uh, an end goal for my life? Um, is it just, you know, is it ashes to ashes, dust to dust? Is it, you know, uh, or is there something, is there, um, you know, life beyond this mortal life? Is our purpose greater than transcendent to, uh, to me. And so as we dig into those, we go into these, each little root that will, you know, make up a root system. Those are the four biggest ones out of which, um, complementing smaller ones can be added and so let's start there and it's not that complicated you know don't get overwhelmed um, in making the only reasonable decision to be intentional about seeking uh, to identify what you believe and why so those are the four questions that we want to start with and then here's the two tests and i'll hold up a, a paper for those on our youtube channel as well but um, the first test is the test of correspondence, and the second one is coherence. Let me uh, let me tell you what those two. Correspondence that means as I, you know, as I look at the different options that are out there for for potential answers, you know, and again, we just look at some of the start with some of the major religions or philosophies about life. Uh, how do they answer these four questions that are nagging? And central to every human heart well when I ask those questions I mean when when I uh, examine the answers they give well how do they correspond to what I can observe how do they correspond to the world as I actually experience it and engage with it you know so uh, some things in I guess Hinduism for example it's got this explanation of several of you know kind of woven together some of those questions this whole um you know, this reincarnation that we're going to come back as this and come back as that. And, you know, I, I guess they've got some elaborate explanations on that, but that just something doesn't resonate real naturally with what I can observe. And what, you know, somebody had to imagine that pretty uh, pretty creatively. I don't know, there may be some other explanation for where that answer originated other than in, in reality. I, I just don't know. That doesn't seem... <laughs> to match what i um, what I observe other for example correspondence you know when we when we talk about looking at the United States of America in 2022 I think the two biggest competing uh, default settings if you will or the most popular kind of belief systems that are right in front of us would be one I would just call it a judeo-christian kind of biblical explanation of, of these things and then the other one would be this humanist kind of uh, explanation which, At its root, in its purest form, there's derivations of it, but in its purest form, you know, is based on atheism and and, uh, would hold to the belief that there is really nothing supernatural. The all that there is, is the natural. All that there is, is, um, you know, the, the material world. There is no spiritual world. Well, that's... You know when I when I examine that as an answer with correspondence, I I say does that correspond to what I observe and what I feel and what I can you know examine in the world around me? And to me, it doesn't uh, correspond to the way things really are. There's so much evidence that we as human beings are have a spirit and aren't just material. I'm just not the thirty-six dollars and ninety-eight cents worth of chemicals uh and you know different elements smashed together i'm not just material that that doesn't explain what i the world as it actually functions uh, it doesn't correspond to reality right to me as i observe it you you observe it yourself and see it seems like we are actually boy there's a lot spiritual there's a lot that's not just material there's a lot that can't just be seen with physical eyes or touched with Fingertips, you know. Um, there's more to it than that. So, so that's you know one of the answer systems that we have available to us. That whole humanist system says no, no, no. There's nothing, nothing but material, um, and says there's no God. For example, you know. Well, then I want to, <laughs> I want to see if that corresponds to what I can observe. And so you get into humanism, for example, and it says origins. It, the answer to the origin is well, it just all. We don't really have a great answer for how the material got here, but the organization of the material we see in things like biology and human beings, and trees and plants and fish and birds, and even, you know, the different planets and the the, the organization in the planetary systems. You get these solar systems; things revolve around stars and they whatever all these things. That the, you know their their explanation for how all that worked, um, you know. Built off the belief system that they say, you know, down here, one of our belief their belief systems is there is no God, there is no um, spiritual being like that, and we are not spiritual. Then their answer for origins is, to me, doesn't correspond with what I can observe. Their answer is it's just an accident, it just kind of happened, you know, a big bang, it just went kaboom, and then you know somehow organized itself. Well what you and I can observe and even apply scientific method to is that things don't work that way. That doesn't correspond to the world as I interact with it, right? And there are even laws of physical science, the the whole thermodynamic laws that say that, you know, basically order does not come out of disorder. And you and I can kind of know that, right? You don't, blow up a building and it gets organized. You know, a tornado doesn't organize things. Uh, chaotic explosions, you don't, you're never going to see something that that has a, a intricate design to it that you, that happened accidentally. No, they all, always, this is what we can, you know, observe, they always uh, have intentional effort applied to it. If there's anything that we observe that's designed in a certain way, it's everything we can observe says that. Well, then... Someone who answers a question of origin in a way that doesn't correspond to what I can observe, I, I, I'm going to question that answer to these deeper, deeper uh, belief system questions that I need answers to fundamentally and first and foremost. And then the second of the tests is coherence, right? And what that means is as I start to answer these questions, as I start to put the individual roots together into a root system, is it a system that's coherent? You know, so if I say, you know, uh, here's the answer to to the origin question, the purpose question, and the morality question, and the destiny question, do those answers fit together in a way that just makes sense? Or are they kind of filled with, you know, stepping on each other's toes and contradicting each other and, you know... If these things, like, again, back to the ones that are most readily in our face as Americans, you know, the, the whole secular humanist one that says there is no God, there's no design to the origin, well, then, if it's going to be coherent at all, it has to conclude, if that's true, there's no, no design, there's no, you know, it's just all an accident, well, then the answer to the purpose question is there is no purpose. Really I and mean, we and I know even people in a secular I mean in a secularistic uh, atheistic humanistic approach they recognize that that's a problem when we start talking about organizing societies right the, the, and they've got then other arguments and many of them are very moral people but but their reason their beliefs for being moral or for insisting on certain moral positions those are incoherent to what they say they believe because if it is true that we it's all just an accident then it would what would be coherent with that is that it really it, there really isn't a purpose it's all just random accidents so then the morality really doesn't matter right and so a, a raw morality out of things like the theory of evolution, the whole survival of the fittest, well, then the only morality would be survive, right, and outdo and outcompete and and be the apex predator or something of that, that nature. You know, of course, part of, I think, the way even many who, who claim to be secular humanists and yet live very moral lives is uh, just be honest. They're living incoherently with what they say they believe, which... You know, if that's been you maybe in your life, then uh, this might be a real turning point for you is to to recognize the incoherence and say, well, what's that incoherence? What's that consonant dissonance in your own operating? What is it saying? What, what should it be saying that you ought to be listening to? It's saying that there's something in you that knows that those belief statements just aren't right. <laughs> we didn't come from an accident. We didn't come from nowhere. There is... There is a purpose here, and, and the way you're acting says there's a purpose because you do care about morality and because you do. There are certain things we should not do and should not allow in our society. And there are certain things we should promote and should do, right? So the whole way you're living is saying what's true, and now it's a matter of you believing it and, and listening to that because there is purpose, which then if you're going to have a coherent belief system, means you got to go back and say, then it's not an accident. Because there's nothing that's a random explosion produces this kind of intimate, intricate uh, order and design uh, to it. And so maybe there's a different explanation for origin, which points to the fact that the, the I, I, we, we all, we, we, um, we're not accidental, we're purposeful. And there's a design and there's a reason which then, you know, kind of goes to the final of these, which is wonderful then perhaps there's a destiny that is beyond just trying to make my mortal material self survive a little bit longer, right? Because the reality is in a coherent answers to these, if you get into secular humanism, the only coherent answer is that if it came from nothing with no purpose and there really is no uh, reasonable way to say that you can have any absolute sense of right or wrong, even though every one of us, lives like we know there's an absolute sense of right and wrong right but if you're going to say that well then you have to to be consistent to be coherent in your your belief system you have to say there's you know there's there's no destiny there you know it just ends when it ends and it's over when it's over and that's it it's it's um it is ashes to ashes dust to dust with nothing else you know nothing else beyond and so let me just lay that out for you and um Man, I i, I probably uh, opened conversation or argumentation more than solved or or served as a uh, f- you know final uh, conclusion on on some of this. But that's what I wanted to do, and I want to get you started, and I want to I don't want to necessarily spoon feed you. But if I can help and prompt and guide a little bit some of the the process that you engage in, great. But again, it's going to be you you engaging the process, you going after it. And of course, hit me up in the show notes. I'll have our phone number. You can text me or leave me a voice message. I'll have my email. You can always find those in the contact page on our website. Uh, Shoot questions to me. You know, shoot thoughts to me observations any of those kinds of things but i just i hope it's helpful to you i don't think there's anything more helpful we say you know we've said for the last two years since we started this stuff matters we're just here to help you make the most out of what matters most in life and so that's why we're really going for the heart of this because this is i can't think of anything that would be more helpful and it will be central and essential to get uh, these personal revolutions we need started and the, the societal revolution that we, uh, we so desperately need as well. We need, to, we need to deal with these things to get ourselves turned around. We're going in the wrong direction and I want to turn it around. So that's that. Uh, check out the show notes. Also, we'll have a link in the show notes to where you can buy your tickets. It's coming up three weeks from the day after the release date of this episode. Uh, so Wednesday, November the 9th is our next This Stuff Matters live event. Lunch at Maggiano's Cumberland Mall. a.m. to 1 p.m. Great food. I mean, bring your appetite. It's incredible. We're only charging 20 bucks a ticket. The lunch itself costs us more. We've got people that are so gracious to subsidize it. And our special guest that day is Buck Baloo. And he's an incredible guy. A little bit of a, like many celebrity guys, kind of an enigmatic figure to the general public because he's just this, I don't know, he's just this public guy with a lot of achievement. But uh, you're going to get a little bit of a insight into his heart and kind of look behind the curtains on the, you know, whatever, dispel some of the the enigmatic nature that uh, that a lot of celebrities kind of have to the general public. This is an amazing guy. This is uh, his heart, his core identity, his who he is as a, a man, a person, uh, so much more than a, you know, national championship quarterback or a media figure or any of those kinds of things. I'm excited for you to have that time in the room with him. So get your tickets right away. We've got limited space. Um, You can get those at our website, thisstuffmatters.net. Thanks for tuning in today. And man, we're just going to keep building on this and I hope it's super helpful. And I'm excited to be in the journey with you. Please download these episodes and share them out. We really do believe that what we're doing matters and it will, um, you know, uh, have the potential for truly being a part of leading a revolution of souls in society. But to that end, we've got to help get the messaging out. So if you would, download and share. That'd be great. All right. Until next time, I look forward to seeing you. This is Tom Gray and this stuff matters.